0: Pastor Mildred Kingsley Okonkwo, P.M. as she is fondly called, is a Christian who encountered Jesus as a young teenage girl and has never recovered from His overwhelming love. She firmly believes that being a woman is both a calling and a ministry, and does her best to pass this message to all women who encounter her. She is married to her best friend Kingsley Okonkwo. Mildred and Kingsley Okonkwo are the lead pastors at David's Christian Center. PM is an author, relationship and marriage coach, and a certified infidelity recovery specialist. She runs a ministry under the name Just Us Girls Global Network. She is currently building a movement, Praying with Pastor M, a virtual prayer movement on Instagram and Facebook, known as 3PM with PM, teaching people how to pray. She also hosts a daily podcast called Bible Before Breakfast, teaching and leading people into the lifestyle of total dependence on the word before anything else. Ladies and gentlemen, with a standing ovation, please welcome Pastor Mildred Kingsley Okonkwo.
1: Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, can we put those hands together for the one who is really worthy of the praise?
2: David's Christian center. I know that you can do much better than that. Let it be your loudest praise tonight. Let it be your loudest praise.
1: I've come here tonight to make Satan mad because he's mad. All through this conference, it's been one battle or the other. Well, you see, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So at every point when he shot, we countered it. Every point. I can't begin to tell you how many challenges. This evening, the sound went off. You know the sound went off. It's not that Joseph can pray. It's that the sound went off. He did everything. You know why? Because he knows that if you sit in a meeting like this, you will know who you are. And that's the thing he hates the most in in this life. Satan is predictable. Very predictable. Because... Every time he has tried it, it has worked with human beings. He comes to you and he says, did God really say? If he can get you to question once, you will question all the time. He, the same question he asked Eve is the same question he's still asking today. Did God really say? And we've heard a lot of things throughout this conference starting with Apostle Humphrey and Pastor Sharon who are still in the house please let me celebrate them (laughs) something shifted you see there's something about knowing that God is powerful but there's something about knowing that you are just as powerful and not feeling that it is heresy hey that's the real thing Satan does not want He doesn't want you to know who you are. So you cannot do the things you were called to do or born to do. He wants you to walk around feeling defeated, confused, dejected. He wants you to feel like sin has power over you. The power of sin is broken over you. And that's the greatest victory. That you don't have to do it just because Satan says so. So all the things you've been hearing... Well, we are human now. You say it's just a weakness. Listen, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you call sin, sin, you will hate it. The reason why you're tolerating sin is because you're calling it a weakness. And where did you hear that? Satan. So tonight, I've come to make Satan match. Because I'm here to tell you that the word works. And it works 100 times. Percent of the time, hundred percent. So tonight, I really want your hearts to be open, and I want you to listen with your spirit. With your spirit, I'm going to share a few of my personal stories. Some of you will know these stories because you were here for the journey, but some of you have never heard it. This evening, as I was coming, don't worry, I'll get you to sit down in the beach. did me, I'll stand for one hour. You should stand more. When I was coming this evening, Holy Spirit said to me, you go everywhere and preach these things. But you know, you've never really shared it in the house. I've never really shared the practical steps of how I got my victory and how I've been getting my victory. See guys, you're already victorious. You fight from a place of victory. That's the difference. And that's what Satan doesn't want you to know. Ah, but we'll deal with him today. What did I say? Now give God a praise and be seated. (laughs) Hallelujah. Tonight, God will help me with time. There's so many things that God has dropped in my heart. And there are two things that I really want you to pay attention to. Okay? Two major things I want you to pay attention to. In your journey of understanding and discovering faith and walking in faith... There are two major things I need you to be aware of. The first thing, I've come to ask you a question. What are you hearing? Ask your neighbor, what are, you what are you hearing? And the second thing is, I've come to show you your faith partner. Every believer has a faith partner. You see, that's the thing I love about God. Our Father never sends us alone, He doesn't give you something and say, go and do this assignment, and He sends you alone. Never. He gives us a partner who walks with us and is your faith partner, and he's the Holy Spirit. So, I will start from the fact that I think that a lot of times, you know, when we teach faith, I think we teach it at the level where we are at most times, forgetting that there are some people who don't even have a clue what is going on. And so, they've been hearing a lot of messages this way, and like, eh, ah, ah, ah this one wouldn't talk me like I say too much, ma, ma, think I'm again. You know, you've just been, a lot of people have just been at that place where some things are flying over their heads. But I want you to understand something that faith is not just something you learn about when you have a difficult situation, which is what most of us do. So once we have a challenge, we now go and buy all the Kenahigin books on faith. Or if we are stingy, we download it for free. Which, by the way, is wrong. What's. that's message for another day. So faith is not it's not a spare tire that the day my retire, boss. I'll just go and bring out faith, and I will win the victory. No, faith is our lifestyle. It's who we are. It's how we live. Okay, so let's start from Habakkuk two. I'll start from I'll start from verse four. I read the NKJV first. I read this in a few versions, and I usually like, um, I like to do that because, like I said. I'm a student of the word, so I love the word of God. If I read it in one translation, I don't understand now. I'll go read another one until I get it. There's no price for reading King James. They're not going to give you a word. That's when you get to heaven, you say, oh, you read King James more than everybody else. Thou art welcomest into heavenest. <laughs> if you don't understand the word, you can't apply it. So you will read it, but you will see that King James too. Because sometimes messages to off. So, you have to balance it and be sure. So, Habakkuk 2 verse 4. It says, Behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him. But the just shall live by what? The just shall live by his faith. The just shall live by his faith. Give me the New Living Translation. It says, Look at the proud. They trust in themselves. That's the real challenge here. Because if you are not living by faith, you are trusting yourself. And that means you are arrogant. You think you can handle your life by yourself. How market? How is that going for you? It says, and their lives are crooked. But the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. So there's the faith and there's the faithfulness. It's the same thing. Give me message translation Message says look at that man Bloated by self-importance Because for you to really feel like You can handle your life It's self-importance What do you know? When you were creating, where were you? When you you were being formed in your mother's womb What did you know? Were you a part of the process? Did you say I'm going to now be fair So let me bring out my ear Mm -mm. God planned you Planned your purpose Planned your destiny And he says, look at that man, bloated by self-importance, full of himself, but soul empty. But the person in right standing before God through loyal and steady believing is fully alive, really alive. So if you're not living your faith life, you're not really alive because you are subject to everything that's happening in this world. Sickness, you will collect. Poverty, you will collect. There are sacking people in the office, fear you will collect, anxiety you will collect. But if you are living a life of faith, you live above all of those things. Because you know that you have the peace of God. And it's the peace that passes all understanding. So even when there's problems around you and everybody's panicking, you're just at peace. There's, there's just this confidence that God is holding your life together. And that all things will work together for your good. You live above the systems. They say there's inflation, there's recession, there's differential. You will not just partake. Why? Because he will supply all your need according to his riches in glory. Where's your supply coming from? His riches in glory. So if you're not living the faith life, you're going to suffer. And why do you like to suffer? You don't like enjoyments. You don't like the soft life. If you know everything Jesus had to go through, and I hope you've been listening to all the messages, even the ones that were preached on the island. If you, if you understand all the things Jesus had to go through, when Apostle Henry was teaching on the last day, I, I, as in my head, I was like, how? What kind of love would make somebody go through all of these things? Because you know for a long time I really thought that Jesus went to hell like God, like he just went there and just bounced in and Satan was shaking and ah <laughs> after the the message, I really went back to look at my Bible. See the things he suffered for you. In fact, all the while eh, I was first thinking that the suffering, because for me, how do you leave heaven, glory, and then compress yourself? To become a man in a womb. A womb. Do, you, do you understand that humiliation? That's, how, how did he even contain his glory? How, how could he have done it? And then he stayed obedient in that womb for nine months. There's a way he won't put his hand. Mary will do like this. He will remove his hand. Mother's know what I'm saying. There's a way the baby will just put it. He will do like this. Will go, that's from that point. Then he came out. They we're changing his diaper. God. He had to be a man. He was born a man. He had to experience. I don't even understand how he can be God. And then come and experience. leave everything and come and experience and be a man. Do, do you know what? Even this man had me. He can't be somebody that was God before. All of that. To come and show you who you really are. Even his death. He knew he couldn't go into hell with the spirit. He said, Father, hold the spirit for me. my I go, come. Do you, you understand? And he entered hell. And he went through all that wallah for you. And you want to manage. Why? Why? He said, I've come that you may have life. And you will have it till it is full and overflowing. So it's not managing like. See that you're managing. You are not It's not humility. It's not humility. That's not the real Bible definition of humility. I know that they've preached it. They made us feel like if you are sober, you do like this. You bow your head when you are coming to the presence of God. That's, hum- That's not humility. Humility is that you are taking everything God says you are, you are walking in it confidently. That's real humility. Not that you bow your head. If you've even felt, even when you've sinned, you say, come boldly. So when, we, when I hear people thinking that faith is just for us to get things, then I, I see that you don't even understand it at all. So most times when we have conferences like this, people say, bring your, bring your prayer request. By the time of this conference, you would have received a boost to get it. Yes, maybe. But that's never what it's about. And if you were around this morning, Pastor Nkechi and I did an amazing job of explaining it. He will give you all those things. But those things can't have you. They can't have you. You must be able to let them down at any time. Even if it's tied. the master has need of it. You must be ready to release it. So if you are living a life where you think faith is not necessary, let me tell you, you are making the biggest mistake of your life. And I know this because I was there. Growing up, I never needed faith. At least I thought I never needed faith. If I'm sick, I go to hospital. I was a very natural, I lived a natural life. And I'm telling you, I've lived a natural life. I've lived a supernatural life. Supernatural is better. It is better. If I'm sick, my parents take me to hospital. If I have need, I write list. My father will give me the money. So I believe in God for money. I've never, I, don't understand, I didn't understand it until I got my... I didn't understand it. That people believe God for money. I didn't understand it. If you are sick, drink medicine. That was my mindset. But what, what about the day that their sickness and medicine cannot cure? What about them? And you see, well, it's not even just about that. It is the fact that you already have divine health. So you are cheating yourself. That's really what it's about. The fact that you're cheating yourself. So I made this mistake. And honestly, let me advise everyone here. Start to understand what faith is right now. Start to Build your persuasion and your confidence in that faith, because the day that you will be faced with challenges, you will already be equipped to face them. And that was not my journey. So when I got married, I mean, my life was simple. Even marriage, safe. I didn't know that they pray for husband. Though. I didn't know honestly. I, I honestly didn't know they pray for husband. But now these days, I see. They even have songs carry me, they go. Jehovah, carry me, they go. I was totally blown away. So what I'm telling you is that now, when the challenge now came, it was a big challenge. It wasn't something I could get my parents to solve for me. It wasn't something that doctors could give me medicine for. So I'm trying to tell you that God has already pre-planned that when challenges come, this is the thing that will solve it. Hold it and be going. Let's get into the word because I have plenty things <laughs> to share with you tonight. Let's start from Mark 5. I read from 21 to 43. Yes, it's a long read because these days people don't read the Bible. And you can't have faith if you're not a student of the word. I don't really like to read. Wow. You see, the funny thing about the Bible, you are not even expected to read. You will read, you will study, you will meditate. So even that, I don't like to read the Bible. You have not started. <laughs> I know that's how Jesus is. He eh? will first tell you come and see, then tell you come and die. He <laughs> will not give you the full picture. You say, "My, just be following me." You say, love to where?" I say, "To a land that will show you." Be coming. Read verse one. Read verse five. Before you know it, you are in verse thirteen. He says, "Stop. Go back to verse six. Now go and find what the, the Greek of that word is." Then you say, no, 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 no. Look at it, You say, but Jesus, you say, make I just read chapter 1. <laughs> but he's going somewhere. Anything the master tells you to do, do it. It's for your own good. So it says, and I'm reading it in the voice translation. It says, after Jesus returned across the sea, a large crowd quickly found him. So he stayed by the sea. And I keep asking myself, how did they find him? Just so they must have heard that he was around. So he starts from hearing. He says one of the leaders of the synagogue, a man named Jairus, came and fell at Jesus' feet, begging him to heal his daughter. And Jairus said, my daughter is dying, and she's only 12 years old. Please come to my house. Just place your hands on her. I know. He was convinced. I know that if you do, she will live. He was very sure. Faith. He knew that like if you just come put your hand on this girl she will be well so he did not even care that he was a leader of the synagogue he did not even he was not concerned whether his fellow leaders of the synagogue would be angry with him see when your children have problem you will not remember whether you are a politician whether you are you will do what is necessary so this guy heard about jesus and he had heard what jesus had been doing and he heard jesus was in the area so he went to meet him And Jesus began traveling with Darius towards his home. In the crowd, pressing around Jesus. There was a woman who had suffered continuous bleeding for 12 years. Bleeding that made her ritually unclean and an outcast according to the purity laws. She had suffered greatly. And although she spent all her money on her medical care, she had only gotten worse. Some other versions say that she had an issue of blood. And we all know that the life of any animal is in its blood. So we can say that she had an issue of life. So whatever the issue is, is similar. You can say, oh, the same way this woman had an issue of blood, her own was healing. You can say, oh, I don't have our sense. It's an issue of life. Oh, I don't have admission. It's an issue of life. And they're telling you the solution here. He says, so she had suffered greatly. And so she had heard of this miracle man, Jesus. What happened again? She heard. What happened? Jairus heard and she heard. He said, so she snuck up behind him in the crowd and reached out her hand to touch his cloak. And this was her speaking to herself. Verse 28. Even if all I touch are his clothes, I know I will be healed. The same thing Jairus said, the same thing she said. So faith. Says as soon as her fingers brushed his cloak, the bleeding stopped. She could feel that she was whole again. Lots of people were pressed about Jesus at that moment, but he immediately felt her touch. He felt healing power flow out of him. He stopped. Everyone stopped. He looked around, and Jesus said, "Who touched my robe?" His disciples broke the uneasy silence. See how this version is sweet, Abby. It's like film. Read your Bible. Aye. See, I'm just seeing Jesus. I'm seeing the disciples. I'm seeing. I've seen the action. And the disciples said, Jesus, the crowd is so thick that everyone is touching you. Why do you ask who touched me? They say, ah, Baba, you're funny. Everybody's pushing you here. You say, who touched you? Who touched you, now? We are all together here. People are touching everybody. But Jesus waited. His gaze swept around the, across the crowd to see who had done it. At last, the woman, knowing he was talking about her, pushed forward and dropped to her knees. She was shaking with fear and amazement. The woman said, I touched you. Then she told him the reason why. So she began to tell him all the things she had been through, how she had been to many doctors. Next verse, how she had been to many doctors and nothing. And it says that Jesus listened to her story. And Jesus said, daughter, you are well because you dared to believe. Some other versions say, your faith has made you. Now that is very important. Because we like to... Attach faith to physical things So a lot of people have made it seem like It's because she touched the hem of his garment That's why she was made In fact, people are selling it now They are selling the hem of Jesus' garment
2: <laughs>
1: Even though I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how they still have it After 2,000 years But that's, let's, let's not go there Let's indulge them And some people are beginning to believe That if you have the shawl If you have the prayer shawl that if you just touch it, you're healing, take it. <laughs> Listen, Jesus knew. He, knew. he knew, he always knows human beings. He knew. And you see, he also needed to stop because if that woman had just touched the hem of his garment and he continued walking, she would have really felt that the power was from that cloth. It was, the Bible makes it clear that the virtue flowed from him, not from the cloth. It came from him. And so he stopped and said, eh eh. People are touching me here. But somebody came with a touch of faith. Something is different about the way this woman touched me. And the woman came and said, Ah, it's Oh, Before they collect the test, the healing back. <laughs> and Jesus never does that. Because I've heard a lot of people say that. Because I did not give my testimony, that's why my healing disappeared. Jesus never does that. Never. He can't heal you and take it back. He's not an ex-boyfriend. Praise God. You know what I'm saying? Give me my iPhone back. With the original charger. That's not Jesus. He doesn't do like that. So Jesus had to make it clear. That this woman touched me. And something left me. The healing came from me. So if you want to be healed. You need to be connected to me. Do you know? That if that woman had said, if I touch his finger, I will be made whole. She would be whole. If she had said, if I touch his hair, she would have been made whole. If she had said, and I'm treading on soft ground. If she had said that if I touch Peter who is touching him, I will be made whole. Do you know she will be made whole? Because Jesus said to her, daughter, your faith. It was your faith. Some version said that she said and she kept on saying it to herself. So she kept saying it. That if I touch him, I just know. I know, I know. I'm fully persuaded that if I touch this man, if I just, if my hand just touch him, I'll be whole. And Jesus confirmed it. That there are many people here, but it is the touch of faith that makes the difference. Continue. 35. It says, Jesus occasionally instigates his own miracles. He goes up to someone, such as a paralytic... No, no, no. You have moved me past. No, no, no. You are not giving me commentary. Yes. Continue. Mm -mm. I need you to go to where he continued the journey with Jairus. Don't give me commentary again. Yes. So, while he was speaking... And this is so important. While he was speaking some members of Jairus' household pushed through the crowd. Jairus' servants, and they said to Jairus, your daughter is dead. There's no need to drag the teacher any further. This would have been a good place for Jairus to turn back. Remember, he started in faith. Did he start in faith or he didn't start in faith? He was sure that if Jesus comes and lays his hand on my daughter, she will be made whole. And they came and they said, ah, the girl is dead though. There's no need to disturb the master again. See what Jesus said. Jesus overheard their words. See Jesus' reaction to hearing negative news. Then he turned to Jairus. Not to the symptom. Not to the people that brought the news. To Jairus, he addressed the faith. Because he knew the faith was about to go down. He knew the guy was about to stop believing. And Jesus said at that point. He said it's all right. Don't be afraid. Just believe. You know what usually happens? When you're about to give up on your faith. It's because fear is rising. Jesus recognized fear instantly. He knew the spirit of fear was coming. And he said fear get out. You keep believing let's go. You see. The interesting thing about Jairus' confession was that if you lay your hands on my daughter, she'll be made whole. He didn't say if you lay your hands on my daughter when she's alive. There's power in your words. God responds to your words. We've been taught throughout. It's not just even about what God says. It's about what you say. It's what you say that you will have. So God said, so that you can say, so that you can have. And he was about, at that time, he was about to say something else. And if he had said something else, he will have what
2: he said.
1: And I know a lot of us have been at this point many times in our lives. Many times. You have built your faith up to a level where you know that this thing, I'm fully persuaded I'm going to have it. Then one challenge comes Or you feel you are waiting too long And let me tell you It is always through faith and patience You see that patience eh? You can't dodge it I know you've heard Jehovah sharp sharp It is through faith and patience We follow after those who have obtained the promise Through faith and patience How many years did it take Abraham? Did Abraham believe? Yes but sometimes it takes time for there to be the manifestation, the physical manifestation. Does that mean you don't have it? No, you have it. It just takes time for the rest of the world to catch up. So at 16, I was diagnosed with PCOS and uterine bleeds. And they told me I will never be able to have a child. Not one doctor, not two, not three, not four. I traveled to different places, Worry, Lagos, Potako, Ife, Everywhere, and I heard the same thing. When I met Pastor K, and I'm sure some of you have heard this before, but I really, you know, sometimes you weird gist, eh? But under this atmosphere, I know that God is going to give you exactly what you need from that story. As when I met Pastor K, and he proposed to me, I told him, I said, "This way, are doing love, <laughs> sir. doctors say you may not be able to have children. No. You want to marry someone that cannot give you children." And that was my first time of really encountering faith up close. I mean, I'd watched Benny on TV. I'd watched miracles happening with um, Archbishop Bishop Bensinida I'd watched uh, different ministers minister and you see creating miracles and things like that. But I don't think I had really met someone up close. Up close. Yes, I believed in miracles. Yes, apparently. You know, I'd read a lot of books and all that, but... I'd never seen it that up close. Seen somebody so convinced about the word of God. And so when I met him and I told him that I may never be able to give you a child, he said to me, who said? I said, doctors. He said, who are they? I said, those people that wear white and carry steth- stethoscope. <laughs> I mean, since
2: you don't know who doctor is.
1: <laughs> he now said, who are they? God said, none shall be barren in the land. He said, you will have my children. In fact... Let's name them, David and Davida. He named our children before he proposed. So, I followed him with, uh, I believe, mental assent. I shall believe. Let me be escorting your own faith. Well, you see, faith is not sexually transmitted. So, you must still go and develop and discover your faith. So you can't depend on another person. He says you must be fully persuaded in your own heart about it. So we got married, and my husband said to further annoy Satan. I don't even want children the first year. So if you want to do family planning, go ahead and do family planning. I said, Okay, they say we cannot born. Why are we doing family planning? <laughs> and so I started first year, second year, by the third year, I started panicking. Uh-uh. I started panicking. Because they have told you you can't have children. And then now, it's now a reality. By the steadier marriage, no children. And people are still asking questions. And people are still talking. Because I was doing this in the public eye. Ah, Pastor Ke, which year did Pastor Ke marry? Ah, uh-uh, Pastor Kay never born. Ah, uh-uh, Pastor Kay, uh-uh. and I thought she was pregnant. though. I saw her tummy in her fats. I was not fat. It's not... <laughs> and so... My husband was so sure, but I was in panic mode. And I would say to him, let's pray together. I said, I'm not going to pray about it. It is settled. He said, because this prayer you want to pray is not the prayer of faith. It's the prayer of fear. So he wants to be saying, God, God, do it. God, do do what what he has done. He said, he has done it. I have my children. He said, I don't know about you, but I have my children. Ah, And that time, that seems to be my body. I said, said, this man is not really a man of God a man of God that will reject prayer. I say, let's pray about problem. You say, you, say you have your <laughs> And I, I really, honestly, and I, at some point, you know, sometimes I will get my faith up and I'll say, yeah, I really, it wasn't faith. You see, everybody has natural faith. That's not the kind of faith I'm talking about. How many of you walked into this room and checked the chair before you sat on it? You just sat. Why? You have faith that the chair will carry you. I, I doubt that any of you have ever come here and first press the chair. <laughs> None of you. You just come and you just sit down. With your full chairs. Like say, ah, this chair will carry me. It's faith. You have natural faith. But that's not the faith I'm talking about. That one can't carry you anywhere. Can't carry you far at all. So sometimes I'll just, maybe somebody will come and preach. And I'll, I'll be like, yes, I believe I'm going to have it. Or they'll prophesy. You know that kind of thing. to do? they just come and prophesy and say, oh, this is your year. I'll say, man, I'll say, I'm pregnant this year. This is the year I'm going... Mm. I'll say, this is the year I'm going to be pregnant. I'm believing God. This is the year it's going to happen. For, I'll be saying, <laughs> And then will laugh and say, you're not in faith. When you're in faith, I will know. Ah, that seems to pepper my body. You say, you're not in faith. I say, what do you mean I'm not in faith? I'm praying. You say, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he says, somebody is giving you something. You say, I want, somebody should come and help me. Is He come and help me. Or, yeah, come, come. Hey, you have your own phone. Give me your phone. Somebody saying, "Give, please, give me your phone. Please, give me your phone now. Please, give me your phone. Please, now, please now. Oh, please, who will help me? Beg him to give me. Please come and join me in agreement prayer so that he can give me the phone. Please now, please for me. Please now, pray with me. I'm believing God. I've I've been confessing. I've been. The phone is right here. What do you do? You take it. And if I've taken it, then I have it. You know the funny thing? If I say, give me a phone. And he says, don't worry, I'll give it to you. Is if I trust him, that he's willing to give me this phone. And that he's able to give me this phone. Because some people are willing to give you, but they are not able. Uh-huh. Because like Fumi now, Fumi can ask me to buy her a big shop where she can, you know, do her clothing line and everything. And I'm willing. But am I able? I'm not quite certain. Also, I can be able. She can say I should give her my phone and I can be able to give her, but I'm not willing. But God is both willing. And he's not just able to do it. He's able to do exceeding abundantly. Far above <laughs> anything that you can dare to ask, think you can imagine, He's able to do it according to that power that is at work within you, because that's the part we always miss. It's a power that's at work in you. So I will say, let's be, let's be, let's be. say me, I don't collect my children. He has taken the phone. Me, I'm still here. Give me now, please, now, please now. Please, eternal rock of ages. Alpha and omega. King of kings. Father, Lord, God. Father, Lord, God. Father, Lord, God. You are the alpha, the omega. You were before the beginning. And after the end, you will be... Take phone and be going. And I think sometimes... Thank you, my darling. Is let me clap on. And I think sometimes we even enjoy the walks. We want to be a part of bringing the victory. God doesn't need your help. And so Pastor K said to me, you are not in faith, when you're in faith, I don't know. But I didn't know that. I didn't know I was in faith. So I started running from doctor to doctor. And truly, that is the logical thing to do. Why? Because I'd heard that when you have problems, you go to the doctors. And so I started going to the doctors. And of course, they just rehearsed what I have already heard before. And let me tell you something. When something, when you can see something, there's no... Point reinforcing it. If you can already see something, there's no point saying it again because you are just reinforcing it. What you say is what you don't see yet. That's what you say. So <laughs> I will go to doctors. Doctor will tell me, "Okay, madam, ah, you have PCOS. Yes. Oh, cysts, They are all over." <laughs> they will now be making it worse. You know how you already know you have problem. Then they are now new technology to make it more visible to you that there's a problem. And I don't even want to go into the issue of blood part of it. <laughs> there are people, I mean, people in this church that rescued me many times. That I would sit down here, I can't stand up because I've stained the entire place. In the office, I would stand up, pool of blood. So I don't even want to talk about those challenges. I'm just telling you the, the one that, the, the, the hardest one. <laughs> As Masuki kept saying to me, but I didn't get it. i go to hospital, they'll tell me this, do this, do that. So one particular doctor said to me, Ah, madam, well, we can try. Let's try and do, you know, medical intervention and all that. But you go and call your husband. Oh. Say, if you don't want to help me, just tell me. say, you don't want help me. I said, my husband won't come. He said, no, madam, we'll talk to him. I said, he won't come, not because he's a wicked man. He just knows something... He won't come. He must say, ah. I said, okay, you know what? Let me go and talk to him. He's my own husband. I know how to talk to him. So I go home. I said, honey, um, I went for a test today. He said, eh, you are still going. <laughs> I said, yes. And they say, you should come. He said, for what? I said, um, because they wanted to test on you. He said, oh, oh, I've been tested now. I said, eh, hey, you don't test. When? He said, oh, he has been tested by the word purified seven times. I said, why are you? I was just tired. You know when you're tired? I was just tired. Like I have problems. I don't have to eat. So I was going away. So he walked away from me. So as he walked away, he came back. And then he looked me in the eye. Like I can never. You see, there's some things, there's some encounters you have. You can never forget it. And now, looking at it from the other side now. I really understand what Pastor K was saying when he said, When you are in faith, I will know. Faith has a smell. Oh? I. You will know when somebody is in faith. You see, Paul was preaching. And then he perceived that there was a man who had never walked before. He perceived that this man had faith to be healed at this point. He said to the man, stand up. And the man sat there running. <laughs> ah, no, no, no. So Paske came back to me, looked me in the eye. And he said, Abraham's body now dead Brought forth Isaac He said, is my body dead? I said, no He said, go, you will have your children David and David And he walked away So I went back to the doctor I said, sir, help me (laughs) I'm the one that has problem. Help me And I'm telling you You will live an inferior life You will be begging for what is already yours As I'm even thinking about it I feel like crying Ah, Satan is a fool (laughs) Suffer me for nothing what God has already given me? The doctor now said, okay, madam, we'll see what we can do. So come back after, on the 14th day, something, something, we'll try and see if we can create a cycle for you so we can take it. Because I wasn't ovulating, I'm not seeing, I don't follow. All the things that the women say they have cycle, I didn't have. So the man said, come back. 12, so two days before that, on the 12th day, I went to see my friend. My friend who took me to that doctor. Interestingly, this is the first time I'm ever going to say this was Pastor Jethro's elder sister. She took me to the doctor. So <laughs> I went to visit her to tell her that, ah, they said, she come for test. Will you escort me? She said, yes, now. Because she wanted to go deadly. We don't want anybody to know what we're doing. So she said she will escort me. <laughs> so as I got to her house, I met a woman there. And the woman was just gisting, and she now said something about Davida. So I said, oh, that's my children's name. I'm believing God for children. David and Davida. She all know that she has David and Davida. That's her children's name, too. I see her. Ah, I'm coming to sow seed in your life. So as I was going, my friend was escorting me to the car. As I got to my car, she now say, "You don't know that woman?" I say, "I don't know no." She say, "You don't know that woman?" I say, "I don't know no." I suppose no. I say, "You suppose no?" Now, now your doctor wife be that? I say, "My doctor's wife." I see he, My doctor was David and Davida. He say, "We David and Davida." Now, faith the woman they talk. <laughs> I, as I sat so <laughs> my friend hugged me she said okay I will see you in two days time as she left as she left I entered my car I used to drive one tiny green car I don't remember that my car I had one tiny green car that time as I entered my car only me I cried ah I was so I. Was, the only person said to me Say, why won't you let me help you Say, the person you are running to for help is looking for the exact same thing not Daniel and Daniela. Not Samuel and Samuela. David and Davida. The exact same thing. He said, so stop running around. And you see, that was a defining moment. I didn't go back oh. I didn't go back. In fact, when she called me, I sent her a message. I said, blessed is she that believes, for there shall be a performance. She said, uh-uh. Now she didn't right for there, I said, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I didn't go back. I got to the office and I told Pastor Kay. And Pastor K said to me, in fact, no, he didn't said anything. He first laughed and fell down from his chair. He <laughs> said, I see no dear word now. They go. And then from that moment became a defining moment. And then I, w- I began to realize that God did not expect me to do this thing on my own. That I had a faith partner. I just wasn't tapping into him. And so I said, Holy Spirit, because he was one that said to me, why wouldn't you let me help you? So I said, Holy Spirit, you have to help me because if it is this thing, I know go fit though. Do you know what it's like to, to, to you are reading Bible. You have problem, you are reading Bible. Go to Go to hospital. So that's how, that's what you will hear. And so, today, really, I'm trying to get you to be careful of what you hear. The woman with the issue of blood heard about Jesus, and something inside of her told her that if you can touch this guy, you'll be healed. It was what she heard. Maybe one neighbor had gossiped that, hey, did you hear about that Jesus? Hey, Jesus, see hey, that Jesus. Now, wow, they nearly kill one woman. He say You hey, is that sin. Cast the first stone. Now, so that woman escaped. Hmm? That Jesus, hmm. anytime he passes, people will just stand up. People that cannot walk before, they will be leaping. Ah, you've not heard about Jesus. Somebody just said somebody. Somebody just said somebody. Maybe they were gossiping outside her window. And she heard. That's why we encourage testimonies in church. It's the spirit of prophecy. Because when you say that Jesus has done something for you, it means Jesus can do it for me. And he's reached unto all. He's no respectable person. He doesn't reach Pastor Jetra's one and say, "Ah, Pastor Jetra, if I do it now, Pastor Wale will be jealous. Let's not do it for him. No. He will do for all of us that can touch him in faith. If everybody that was walking in that place said, if I can touch him, I'll be healed. They would touch him because he's the El Shaddai. He's the multi-breasted one. You will take from him and he will still be able to give others. And so from that point, I said, Holy Spirit. You see, you can't do the journey of faith without prayer reading. Because in that place of prayer, something kicks in. Your sensitivity to God and to who you are kicks in. And so I began to pray in tongues a lot. I have so many scriptures to read. God help me today. So many things happened. So the first thing was, He started giving me scriptures, let me start with Isaiah 30. Or Isaiah 8. Let me start with Isaiah 8. Let me see. Isaiah 8. 19 to 20. You have my scripture, so please let's be fast. 19 to 20. Message, message, message. Jesus, go and stand there. I need speech, speech. Thank you. He says when people tell you i mean my stories are lost i don't have time this evening he says when people tell you try out the fortune tellers consult the spiritualists. why not tap into the spirit world get in touch with the dead those days if they had problems this was where they would consult so for instance i had a problem and people were telling me go to the doctors which was a normal thing it wasn't it wasn't bad advice in quotes but this was god's own opinion so on that journey of faith you have to know what God is saying to you. To you. So, for me, trusting God to have babies, God told me this is what God said to me, which is why I always tell women that trusting God for the fruit of whom. You must have a personal encounter with God because you must be fully persuaded. You can't just take what I did and carry it and say, you have it. It's, it's like when Jesus said Peter should come. John will now say, He said, Come, so let me follow. And see, Uncle, you go drown. It is Peter, they said, come. You can't come on Peter's commo. You must have your own personal revelation of these things. That's why, even though Pastor K had said it, that we have our children, it's done, it's settled. Other things you to do, those days. It didn't change anything. I didn't get pregnant. Sid, verse 20. This is God. what God said to me. He said, Tell them, no, we are going to study the scriptures. People who try the other ways get nowhere. A dead end. So I knew like I knew my name. That when anybody comes at me, what are you doing? I'm studying the scriptures. Let's go to this doctor. I'm studying the scriptures. See it? No. No. is a faith word. Mm. Because it's sometimes it is people approval that is keeping us from working in the things of God. Because you want to be politically correct, you now end up being spiritually wrong. He said, tell them no. Let's go to the umm. hospital, no. And my sister used to do that thing. She just called me. He get one doctor. I said, no. She said, ah, there's one other doctor. In no. Sis, I said, no. She said, so wait a minute. Now you sabi. Now me Sabi, I want to study the scriptures. He said, people who try other ways get nowhere. And you see, long after I now had my babies, do you know what God told me? He said, one of the reasons why I didn't allow you is that you would have suffered for nothing. You would do all those treatments and you would not have gotten your victory. Give me Isaiah 30, 15 to 17. When the Holy Spirit starts bringing, the word of God is no longer logos now. It's now remnant. It becomes your word. It becomes something that you can now operate with. Sid, after that incident, God was now counseling me. He said, God, the master, the Holy of Israel has this solemn counsel. Your salvation requires you to turn back to me and stop your silly efforts to save yourself. All oh, those might run around to the doctor I say, stop it. It's a silly effort. You cannot save yourself. I says, your strength will come from settling down in complete dependence on me. The very thing you've been unwilling to do. Truth. It's always a spirit of truth. When you encounter him, it will reveal yourself to you. This is the one thing I was supposed to do, but the one thing I didn't want to do. I felt it would be easier. And the truth is, it's not easier. IVF is not easier than standing in faith for the word. I said, the only thing, even if you want to go the medical route, the Bible says without faith, it is impossible. And I mean, I'm using medicine and I'm using health and healing, but you can use it for any situation in your life. You see, that's the thing about faith. Once you get it, you understand it. You can apply it in any way, in any area of your life. And so I started to study the scriptures. So what did I do? And that's where my love for the word really... I mean, I had it before, but... Where it really concretized. Should that's the English. I'm trying. My school fees. That's when it really solidified. So I got home, and the Holy Spirit said to me, Now, we're going to practice what we preach. Because it's easy to come here and shout... The word of God, the word of God, the word of God results. He said, faith will always produce. So he says, So, what you're going to do? You're going to get jota. You're going to get pen. Now go and look for all your husbands, study Bibles. Look for his concordance. Look for his day. Look for his Thomas Nelson. Different. I just, everything I saw that I was crazy, so used to study. Even some I did not know their name because the body do not tear.
2: <laughs> Pastor
1: I'll just I carried everything. I'll now. Sit down. It's not now that Google is your friend, though. I will now do like this. Barren, 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 barren. Then I'll start looking. Any scripture on barrenness, I wrote it down. Every promise on infertility, I wrote it down. Every promise on miscarriage, I wrote it down. Every promise I could find concerning childbearing, I wrote it down. I searched for it till I found life. Hmm. There's the work. There's the work. The problem is these days we want we want to just be spoofed. I see it's the good fight of faith. You don't want to fight, but you want victory. How how do you have victory without fighting? Even though we fight from victory because victory has been won. But you just want to relax. You don't want to do any work. You don't want to pray. You don't want to study. You don't want to fast. Fast, fast, fasting. Fasting this day we fasting. There's a way around fasting this day. There's no way around some things. Jesus said, this kind goeth not but by prayer and fasting. Not the demon, it's the doubt that the man had. The doubt he had was what he needed. See, when you pray and fast, you are tuned, your sensitivity is heightened. So you, won't, you, you, you see, oh Jesus, help me this night. Because I really need you to understand it. That if you're really going to walk in faith, you can't do it apart from the word says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god so as you are studying the spirit of god who is your faith partner will begin to reveal things to you there were some scriptures that i read that are normal scriptures but all of a sudden the spirit of god will just turn them around for me when isaac and rebecca wanted to have children isaac went to inquire of the lord why we are we going to do what my father did again what's going on and god said no there are two nations in her womb. She's going to have children. When she started feeling uncomfortable, she went to inquire. And the Bible told, said that, God said to her that there are two nations in your womb and two people will be separated from your body. The Holy Spirit said, look at that scripture closely. That is your word. From that scripture, I knew I was going to have two children. I knew that I was going to have male and female because he said one will be physically strong. That's not what he said. He says one will be stronger. But the Holy Spirit said to me, One will be physically stronger than the other. That's how you know that you have a boy and a girl. I was so sure. And it was so, as in, I was so certain when I started seeing these scriptures that if I save the Lord my God, He will bless my bread and water and remove sickness from my midst. So I don't even care what the doctors were, were telling me, diagnosing sickness, Abby, is removed. And if it's removed, it can't remain. It's removed, it wasn't hidden. He said, I removed it. So whatever name is called by, his sickness Abi, is removed. And it says, you are not barren. You cannot have a miscarriage. And I'll fulfill the number of that, I mean, surely that's not exactly, literally, but that's, I've confessed it so much, i personalized it. So I, I, as I was studying the scriptures one day, I saw that the word is medicine to all your flesh. So I said, every part of my body needs the word. My womb is part of my flesh. It needs the word. So I started confessing it like medicine. Morning. When you go to the doctor, they say take one tablet three times a day. So me too, I prescribed it. According to the Holy Spirit, it's my physician. One tablet three times a day. So I will confess in the morning, confess in the afternoon, confess in the evening. And as I started to do that, I started seeing that the promises of God are really yes and amen. The more you read it, the more your spirit agrees with it. Because that's the food of your spirit. Your spirit will just be alive. There's there's a scripture you see who will say, Ah! I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. There was one day I was reading one scripture. Romans 8. Give me from verse 22. Message translation. It blew my mind. It says, I was just reading, I was reading the entire thing, but when I got to this, I just saw it. It says, all around us, we observe a pregnant creation. It's a pregnant creation. The difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pangs. But it's not around us. It's within us. I say this pregnancy is within me. I'm pregnant. It says, And the spirit of God is arousing us within. We're also feeling the birth pangs. Give me 23. Please you have to move fast. It says these sterile and barren bodies of ours are yearning for full delivery. See, he wasn't talking about pregnancy. Yo. But it just came alive. That your body is yearning for full deliverance. Next verse, please be fast. That is why waiting does not diminish me. And you see, when I got this scripture, was I had waited for about four years. I have been confessing the scriptures for about four years. So I'm not saying that you just confess. And it's not magic. It's not, well, it's not magic we're doing here. It's not lottery. Like if you put it's not a Niger... What they call that thing? Something bad. Uh-huh. That's not what it is. So I had been confessing the scriptures by this time but at some point i was getting a bit discouraged and i'm human so of course there is i'm like ah, ah this thing hasn't all rich. i'm saying it i'm saying it and i believe it but i want to i want people to see like i knew i was pregnant you wake me in the middle of night and say ah you're not by one side, you there are two nations from sleep there are two nations my wife i knew i was pregnant i knew it i knew it was only a matter of time But that matter of time when rich and then the Spirit of God said, that's why waiting does not diminish you. He says, any mother waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. mother. <clears throat>
2: he
1: says, we're enlarged in the waiting. I just started shouting, I'm enlarged. In the room, I just started shouting, I'm enlarged. I'm enlarged. And then say, he says, of course, we don't see what is enlarging us. I say, I'm not seeing it, but I'm enlarged. I'm enlarged. I was shouting, but walked in, opened the door, looked at me, went outside. I knew See, and I'm telling you, I didn't, I had to do the work. Because some people just think, oh, you're a pastor, now that means you have faith, you know. Which a pastor, that's how you are. See, we can teach the word, but we have to do the word too. Give me 20. It says, the longer we wait, the larger we become. And the more joyful. I started shouting in the room. I said, I'm joyful. I'm joyful. I'm joyful. 26. Let me see if it continues most important part, the Holy Spirit said to me, because I was getting tired, he said, meanwhile, the moment you get tired in the waiting, God's spirit is right alongside helping us. And says, and if we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs, our aching groans. Give me 27. He says, he knows us far better than we know ourselves. He knows our pregnant condition.
2: Know why? Because he had done it before we married. So he had seen her pregnant
1: condition. It's not the normal type. He said, This one's the supernatural one. He says, Well, so I know it. I'm helping you because I've been there before. I've done it for people before. Hi, yeah, 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 yeah. Says, and it keeps us present before God, not wavering, present before God. That I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. I kept saying it, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant. In fact, there was one day, some people came to visit us. As they they were leaving, I was escorting them. I just felt blood. Ah, I entered the bathroom. I said, blood is not a baby. I will not let go of this pregnancy until a baby comes out of me. I am not pregnant with blood. I am pregnant with child. Blood or no blood. Pregnancy, uh, normal cycle or no cycle. I will carry this pregnancy for as long as it takes till I deliver a baby. I was shouting in the bathroom. I said, Satan, listen. I am pregnant and there's nothing you can do about it. Listen to me and listen good. The biggest mistake you made was allowing me to see it in the word. I carried it so I cannot miscarry it. Hmm. See, the word of God makes you bold. The word makes you bold. I said, I knew I was pregnant. In fact, after preaching on the island... So my younger sister walked out. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of you know her, Minister DC. So as I walked out of church, she was walking with me up to the green room. So she said to me as we were about to climb the stairs, she now said, "There's a part of this your testimony you never remember." I said, eh, She said, "Yes." She said she remembers in 2011. She came to me and told me she was pregnant with her last child. She goes, yeah, she's my younger sister. I still I get five years old." So my younger sister was pregnant with her last child. I never start. So she came to me and said, Oh, Pastor, she came, she came to me in church and said, Pastor, I'm pregnant. I just found I'm pregnant again. And she goes, And I turned to her and I said, That means we're all pregnant. All four of us, because we're, we're four girls. I said, All four of us having babies this year. That was the year that I came. The word. Yeah? <laughs> it's because you don't know who you are. God does not second guess his word. God never says something and go back and check that. Did he work? Did he work? It was Peter that went to check. That he, hey, master, see the victory you caused yesterday? Hey! And he said, uh-uh. Some people say he answered in matter of factly. Have faith in God. And this thing that I did, you will do it. And he continued his journey. He didn't say, now bring a chair, let us start three, three, uh, uh, cursing tree ministry. Bring everybody to me that needs cursing things, I will curse it for them. He said, this thing I've done. If you have faith in God, you can do it. If you have the faith of God, you can do it. There's no difference. God's word in your mouth is just as powerful as God's word in his mouth. Makes no difference. Absolutely no difference. So she told me that, then I said, wow, I was so convinced. It took me another two years to have Davida. But that year, I was shocked. Sure. I was not saying anybody could tell me. You couldn't tell me I wasn't pregnant. You couldn't, I mean, you can't tell me. You see, where I was shopping, eh? <laughs> I was buying my children's things, like, and even the one when I'm giving out, I still remember now. Minister Blessing came to my house when she was pregnant with casting. I still remember very well. And she came, I opened David's box. She told me she was having a boy. I opened David's box and I said, Let me give you something from David. I, I was sure, I was so, like, it's not a I'm going to have David. I knew understand i knew i knew see my tr- <laughs> i saw my children before they came you know that there's a way you will encounter the word. you start to see pictures i will stand upon my watch and see what he will say to me not hear what he will say i will see so because i had been so soaked in wo- and god had told me that i will have two girls and a boy i said having dreams i mean i'm not i'm not big on i'm not big on dreams i mean god speaks through dreams but <laughs> Until we speak to you through dream so we have a more sure word of prophecy but it was so strong i was so sure and that's what the word of god will do for you you will be fully persuaded as you're reading the scriptures you'll come alive you know i also had to do something i had to do something that jesus did and, and my time is up so god help me i had to do something that jesus did when jesus got to Jairus house. The first thing he did. He told Jairus, don't be afraid oh, believe. He said, don't let that your faith shift. Faith is faith. eh? When it is faced with opposition and it doesn't shift. It's not immediately you run back. Uh, sit down, say, I don't win. You know, there was one day I saw a vision. I was praying and God showed me something. Because I had just done a pregnancy test and it was negative. And I said, and I was a bit distraught. It was the beginning stages. Maybe like the the third year, like the day I just, that period I just decided I was now going to stand in faith and do it through the word. I had a vision, I was praying, and then I had just seen the negative test result. So I was upset. So I was praying in tongues. But I was upset. I wasn't praying with that joyful expectancy that always we talked about in Romans 8. I was a bit disappointed. You know, and sometimes people can do that. I I feel so disappointed in God. Can it ungod him? He's still God. <laughs> so just relax. And be asking the only where did I miss it? Because God never misses it. So I took that test and I was praying in tongues a bit sad. And I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And I was just praying in tongues. And then I just saw a vision. And in that vision, God said to me, why are you so... So I held out the test to him and he said, why are you upset about this test? I said, because the test says I'm not pregnant. And God said, but I said you are pregnant. I said, yes, but I did the test and the test said I'm not pregnant. He said, who made this test? I said, I don't know. It will be Oibo now. He said, who? <laughs> the way I talk to God. I said, it will be Oibo now. He said, who made the Oibo now? I said, you. He said, exactly. I made the man who made the test and I'm telling you that you are pregnant. You are telling me that what I made is telling you you are not pregnant you are green. I stood there holding the test like this in the vision. And we we're having this conversation. And then he said to me, do you know what has just happened? He said, Satan is rejoicing over your own belief. He said, the same way I rejoice over your faith, is the same way Satan is rejoicing over your own belief. Because he knows that if he can get you to stop believing me, if I say something, you question it. If I say something, you question it. Your faith will never rise to the level where you can use it and express it well. Ah. From that day, I pack up that. So even when in 2013, January, January 5th, I woke up and I felt bloated. And the USP said to me, go and do a test. When the USP said, go and do a test. I resisted. I said, I beg it's too early in the year to come and be seeing bad news. And the USB said, really, bad news? I said, no, not bad news. O come here, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I said... But and I said, Bob let's not hide now. Let's leave this matter to show. There's no one. He said, go. So I went to his bathroom, did the test. I saw two lines. I said, wait. I kept it. I did, took another test and I did it. I saw no line. I said, that you are a fool. So I threw that one away. <laughs> then I took the one that had two lines. And I went to wait pastor K, And I said to him, I said, honey, please, what are you seeing here? He did it like this. He said, "What's that? I said, how many lines? He said, "To why? I said, I'm pregnant. He said, how do you know you're pregnant? I said, because the test. He said, is that how you know you're pregnant? The word of God. I said, don't spoil testimony for this. He said, the word of God has told me you're pregnant. Many, before I married you, I said, yes, sir, I agree. But this one is showing the world that I'm pregnant, sir. Went to the hospital. And for the first time in my life, my womb was not empty. Eight years. Eight years. Faith and patience. Now along this journey, there were many obstacles. There were many times that Satan came for my faith. Many times he wanted to confuse me. I remember one day because it happened right here. I'd finished preaching and at that time, anytime I'm preaching, before I start my message, God would say to me, say the word of God works 100% of the time. And I would say it, the word of God works 100% of the time. And I came down. And a pastor walked up to me right here. I will never forget. And he said to me, Mama, I think you should ease up on the way you say this. The word of God works 100% of the time. And I said, why? Then he did like this. Like he pointed at my tummy. And so I looked at him. And I said, the word of God works 100% of the time. Let every man be a liar and let God be true. And I walk to You must learn how to silence the enemy. The enemy will speak through people that you love. Sometimes people will love you out of your destiny. They'll say, don't be embarrassing yourself like this. Mama, you know we can just believe quietly. We believe, therefore we speak. Let me show you something in Hebrews 13. Thank you, Apostle. That's something. I, Hebrews 13. Give me from verse 5. Hebrews was what I said. Hebrews 13 verse 5. Can give it to me in New King James or something. Something regular. He says, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. He said, for he himself has said. This is God speaking. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And see what happens in verse 6. He says, so we may boldly say. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do to me. Do you know what the Holy Spirit showed me in this scripture? Give me verse 5. Verse 5 says that the Lord said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. This person has meditated on that so much. You see, that was the thing that really changed my life. Don't just read the Bible and just run with it. Just because I say if you can find it in the Word, you can have it in your world. Doesn't mean that you just look for one scripture, I won't mark it and just say it's my word and be going. This guy meditated on the fact that God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He had thought about it in every way possible. He had meditated on what it meant for God not to leave him nor forsake him. He had meditated on what it meant to to be content with having God. Because God says, I will never leave you. You are not on your own. I see what the guy says in the next verse. He didn't say what God said. This is now his interpretation of what God said. He said the lord is my helper if god is with me he will help me so i will not be afraid if you are not afraid it means you have faith he says because god is my helper i will have faith and i will not be afraid of any contrary voice anyone saying anything other than what god has said so through that season there were many voices in fact one day my dad called me and my dad's very quiet very quiet very reserved gentleman doesn't put his mouth in anybody's business except you bring it to him you know very all those deep thinkers kind of guy kind of man might be watching <laughs> for a <our> college <laughs> so my dad called me one day and said to me if you have a mechanical problem where do you go i said to a mechanic he said if you have an electrical problem that's what they speaking people. electrical problem where do you go i said to an electrician he says, so when you have a medical problem, why are you in church? If you have a medical problem, you go to the doctors. And the truth of the matter was that if you look at it logically, it makes sense. What you see, you must recognize the voice of doubt. What was that thing going to do to my faith? was going to shift me from putting my eyes on god back to medicine and god had told me when they tell you this what do you say no that's why i say no is a faith word no i knew like i knew my name that was going to have my children after i had that video something interesting happened and you see we must learn from jesus i was yes that's why i was going before i said that you must learn from jesus when jesus got to the house and they were crying and doing all kinds of funny things Give me a message translation of that scripture. There was something Jesus said that made me laugh. I think it's verse 36 or 35. Give me from 35. Mark 5 from 35. Okay, from, give me 36. So by this time they had come to him and said, Jesus overheard what they were talking about and said to the leader, don't listen to them. Just trust me. Like don't put your eyes on them. Put your eyes on me. Stay in faith. Okay? Don't be distracted. Don't let doubt come in. Stay in faith. Keep your eyes on me. Verse 37. He permitted no one to go in with him. You must know your community. When you're on a faith journey, it's not everybody that can go with you. Some people will say, Hey, are you sure? Hey, let's just take injection. Hey, let's see your BP going, hey, hey. He didn't allow anybody except the people that understood what he was doing. Verse 38. Say they enter the leader's house and they push, push their way through the gossips, looking for a story and neighbors bringing in casserole. You see, human beings eh, they're funny. When Jesus was passing by and blind Bartimaeus heard what are you hearing? Heard that Jesus was passing. He shouted, son of, mercy, son of David have mercy on me. And Jesus said, what do you? And then Jesus said, said to them, so people know when he shouted that they now said to him be quiet. And the Bible says, he shouted yet the more. He got louder. Then Jesus said, bring him to me. Then the same people that said, don't shout, told him he's calling for you. I think it's human beings. People will always catch up with your faith. They will always catch up with your faith. Be moving. As far as you're following God, be moving. The same people that told him, shh, don't shout. And they were keeping him comfortable. They were the ones that were okay to give him money. People will keep you small. God wants to lift you up. Doesn't want you to stay in that place begging. He said, What do you want me to do for you? God healed him. And from that, they followed him. Human beings. When they start to hum. No human beings, they hum. It's not a real word, but I think I'm making it one. Human beings can change. So, you cannot build your faith on anything created or fickle. You can't. It must be on God. So, when you get clear instruction on what God says to do, just keep following it. Keep following it. Keep following it. Keep following it. It will produce. This thing works 100% of the time. After I now had David and Dav- after I had Dasa and Davida, the Holy Spirit now said to me, it remain one nation now. And so you go there. I say, if you'd like to give me one nation, I'd like to collect. Them. I'm not really arrogant. If you give me something, who am I? So he now said, so we'll go and do it the way we want to do it. Should be want a boy. I said, exactly. So I went back into the scriptures. And I saw where God told Abraham that Eliezer your servant will not be your heir. He said, a son from your loins will be your heir. I said, that's it. A son from Pasoke's loins will be his heir. I started confessing. I held on to it. It just came alive to me and I held on to it. And then I remember that the, and one day I was just praying and the scripture just came to my heart that there remained yet one and he's the youngest. I said, uh, uh There's many David now and he's the youngest. We got this. So I said, increasing my boy things. One day Pastor K came and said, what are, you, what are you doing? I said, I'm shopping for boy. He said, If born, go?" I said, Can never. I was so sure. I said, Can never be. January 5th, 2015, again. Because by this time, I had confessed all the scriptures on twins. Every scripture on tw- If you want twins, come and meet me. I'll give you the scriptures. <laughs> I have them. And I'll give you free. Freely, I received. Honestly, I confess. In fact, me, I believed it. That there's no way. You know, when I got to the hospital and they told me, we can see the baby. I say, sir, I'll check again. The baby. Eight years work. No, be one, sir. <laughs> It's two. You just say, no, it's one baby. <laughs> and you see, the, just, just because you have gotten part of the victory, doesn't mean Satan will leave you alone. Satan hates you. I've told you, stop treating Satan like he's a nuisance. He's your enemy. The difference, I've told you, the difference between a nuisance and an enemy is great. An enemy wants to kill you. A nuisance wants to annoy you. Satan does not want to annoy you. He came to kill, steal, and destroy. He's not playing games. The person you are playing with is not playing with you. That's the difference. So, you better be careful. So I got pregnant with Vida. In fact, my, so my story is plenty. I don't have time to share with, everything with you. But I got pregnant with Vida, got to the hospital, and one overzealous nurse gave me medicine. I was going, you know, after an she said, Madam, why not you take your drugs? I said, with drugs, they don't give me She said, Madam, please don't teach me my work. Take your drugs. They are routine drugs. And like I said, I've never been pregnant before, and I really did not want to teach her a work. So I carried the medicine and I went home and I drank it. I was in midweek service. It was a Wednesday. I will never forget. DJ was behind me. As I just I just felt like something wanted to come out of me. And through that pregnancy, I did not once feel and on it. It's because I went to hospital that I knew I was pregnant. As I just felt, as I just I just got up. As I moved, DJ moved because not <laughs> If I do like it, everybody go follow me. So as I <laughs> She jumped up. As I entered the car, I just started throwing up. I started throwing up. Next thing, blood just started coming down my leg. I went back to the hospital. They told me, Madam, you threatening the abortion. They are going to, it seems seem like you're about to have a miscarriage. I, see, eh? The same word that got me pregnant said that I am not barren. That same word said I cannot have a miscarriage. So the mistake was allowing me to carry. I cannot miscarry it. So that's what I was meditating on. I was meditating on it and thinking, oh, I've dedicated this baby. Well, the matron was just talking with me and I don't even know what she was saying. Then she just said to me, Madam, are you okay? I finally turned to her and said, Madam, with all due respect, are you okay? <laughs> I say, it's yes, picking, picking where I don't dedicate. Madam, give me injection. Let me go if you know what's good for you. That's how I went to I said, I'm not lying down for Satan. Because if I had gone, here. It's not doing me. So I will not capitalize on that. Have you noticed that when you go to the hospital and you don't know what's wrong with you, maybe you get there, they tell you, Madam, it seems like you have cerebral something, something. <laughs> As I'm looking at you, the back of your brain is twisting. You say, yes, yes, it's twisting. <laughs> the
2: minute they speak and they understand, Faito, if the doctor tells you something's wrong with you, all of a sudden, they don't even question
1: it. If you don't tell them it's not it's only a matter of time. They understand faith, just that they're not using it well. So I went to I got to America. In fact, that one too was under miracle. That story for another day. So finally, from January 5th, 2015. I started feeling bloated again. I went to Pastor K. I said, I don't know, I'm feeling so much. He said, What's, what's today's date? I, I said, January 5th. He said, Go do test now. Maybe in every January 5th, they get a letter. Said, so I said, mmm, I better get that. That we they used to be pregnant, and lo and behold, I did a test. I was pregnant eight weeks gone, and I didn't know. Go to the hospital instead of make Satan leave me because he will never leave you. <laughs> they say, Madam, you have the eclampsia, post eclampsia, you have in eclampsia, on eclampsia. We're calling all kinds of things on my body. Your blood pressure, your placenta may not be working well, something, something, something that they want to do one test, that if they do the ultrasound, if the something, something baby is not getting enough oxygen, that they will evacuate the baby. The doctor now said, how many children does your mother have? I said, six. He said, I oh, don't worry, you will have you. I said, sir. He said, we'll just take this one out. You get. <laughs> I said, sir, two nations. If you take this one, don't finish. Now two. Make I see them complete, sir. He you now said, no, 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 no. When it comes to medical something, we always save the life of the mother. I say the life of the mother and the baby; they are saved, though. These two. <laughs> so I came to church, and this thing—you see how God? See, God wants to help you. These things would happen, and they would always happen on a service day. I don't even know how. I was sitting here, Pastor K was preaching, and he was shouting. I don't—he was standing right here. Oh God, please! Pastor K was standing right here, and he was shouting about something. The incorruptible seed of the word the incorru- and the oldest man said to me listen I say as I'm feeling, I'm not sure I'm feeling no, but I'm trying to listen and then he just said to me how did your babies come? I said through the word he said listen, Pastor Gay said this it again it's incorruptible, it's incorruptible you know that thing he does with his voice when it goes high pitched <laughs>
0: he
2: just said
1: "No." so I said so the we said what does, in- I- I told you, those not your faith partner. If you will listen, it will help you. So he said to me, what does incorruptible mean? I said, well, I think it means it cannot be spoilt. It cannot be, it's indestructible. I it? said, the source of a thing is its sustenance. How did your babies come? I said through the word. Pascal just shouted again, it's incorruptible! I said, that's my word. I knew I had it. I went back to the hospital. They say, madam, it looks like we can just manage you with drugs and blah blah. I said, Don't manage, finish. I don't want this begin. And I said, Okay, let's go and do the ultrasound. I got there. As the guy finished, he said, Madam High Five. He said, Chairman, you're carrying. I said, The word works.
2: The word works. The word works. Don't let anybody lie to you. The word of God is alive and active. The word of God works hundred percent of the time.
1: let anybody lie to you Satan hates the word because he knows that that's what you answer him with when he comes with doubt you answer him say it is written and what is written cannot be unwritten if normal kings in the bible would make decrees and they say cannot be changed our God makes a decree cannot be changed you are blessed it's an irrevocable
2: blessing you are healed you cannot be sick you are righteous. You are righteous. I hear people say, I can do all things
1: through Christ. But when it comes to sin, it just it's a weakness. You can do all things. You can do all things. If Jesus did not succumb to sin, you cannot succumb to sin. Everything that he is, you
2: are. Same DNA. Same power. Everything that he is, you are. And that's what faith is for to get you to believe who you really are. It's not about getting things, it's about
1: destiny. It's about destiny. One day I was on the staircase under the staircase in our office. And the old said to me, I was, was one of those early days. I was also a bitter. God, why must I fight to get this? And the OSB said to me very weirdly, he said, You're going to be the last person to have children in your family, so go and rest. By this time, my two elder brothers were not married. So he said I want to help you go and rest because this one you want to start crying now. Your journey is far, rest. And then he said something to me, He said, Would you rather just have babies or be able to teach others how to get this victory? I said, I kind of want the two, but <laughs> you know, and that's when I knew. He said to me, After you've been strengthened, strengthened said make it your life's mission that's how I said TBT put it said make it your life mission to strengthen your brothers listen this thing works don't let anybody lie to you I know the world makes it seem as if ha, you want to be believing you want to be confessing you want to be church 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 we have no other way this is our life it's our reality the world is our reality you must be resolute you must be insistent final testimony and I'll calm down See, the day I encountered the Word of God, it changed my life. The things that you are seeing now—they are subject to change. They are temporal. It's the things that you cannot see that are eternal. So after I had Davida, she started, and I, and I put it on social media. But I just wanted to share it. She started from nursery school. So I put her in one very expensive school on the island. I'm going pick my daughter. She would look miserable. She will look like the way I dropped her is the way I pick her. She would be looking like this, morose. Please sit down if you need to. And then he said, "Sit down, sit down. I will go where I end now." And he said, "Just four more minutes and I'm out." And he said to me, "It looks like she has a learning, she may have a learning disability." He said, "Does she even talk?" Are you sure this so, To be honest, I knew where they were going. I knew that they were walking towards autism. You know, that kind of is she talking? Is she is she meeting all her mind? So I say she talks. They say, Ah, she's a slow learner. I will go to her class for one day. They say, Well, she's a slow learner. She said, Ah, it was not sitting well with me. <sighs> so I went back to the word. The source of a thing is the sustenance. That's where she came from. So that's the only place I can really go back and get. So I went back there. And then the Lord told me. He said, my promise to you that your children will be known all over the world as the ones Jehovah has blessed. My promise to you is that I will be their teacher and great will be their peace. I see here. if the Lord is my children's teacher, they go no book now. Ah, I said, no, 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 this is not adding up. So when I was there, he said, go and pull that girl out of that school before they destroy her. See, because what she's hearing is important. And that's why tonight I'm asking you, what are you hearing? Listen to your faith partner what are you hearing? So I pulled out of the school and I brought her to Preserve Generation. As I brought her to Preserve Generation, this, funny enough, this is not school advert, but if your child is not preserved, you're on your own. As easy we say, are, all the other schools are lesson. This one is ours. This school. They're very arrogant in that school. So I brought her to this school and the child they told me had a learning disability. It's to
0: video.
2: David a round of applause for her. Best in Mandarin, David Aokonko. Best in Literacy, David Aokonko. Best in the
0: headchild, David Aokonko. The overall best, year four, David Aokonko.
1: Things The word of God works in every area of your life. I want to challenge you. Don't come to this conference, clap, take notes and go home. Read your notes when you get home. Go back and check like the Berean Christians whether what we're saying is true. And I challenge you, use your faith. Jesus said, if you have faith as tiny as a mustard seed. And that faith, you're not looking for how to increase You just say, this faith that's like this, I will use it. You will have the same results God has. If God says something, it happens. Ah, when I, when I was about to have my children, and I was a bit, you know, the word I was just learning how to trust. There's something about learning how to trust the word. You just, it just, there's something. You, it, it's not, it doesn't happen automatically. If you put your head, stay there, even if it's not entry. Stay. I'm telling you, stay. You have to stay. You have to be loyal and steady. Stay. Stay on the word. And when I was there, the Lord said to me, go back to Genesis, where everything began. He said, when I created man, I said, in fact, before I created man, I said, let there be light. There was light. I said, let the fish come out. They came out. Let the birds. He said, everything I said happened. Then when I made man, I said, be fruitful and multiply. He said, Mildred, it is not a suggestion. It's a command. I said, be fruitful. It is alive. The word of God is alive. It's alive. Go home and read your Bibles. Put your head in it. Pray in tongues over it. Until your faith partner starts to open your eyes to it. We're going to pray. We're going to pray one simple prayer. I was telling somebody today. that People are always laughing at me. That that's Pastor M's very prayer. It has changed my life. They're going to pray. I know by now you know the prayer. You have seeing eyes and hearing ears. And a heart that understands. You're going to take that one by faith that you begin to see the way God sees you. Your life, can, ah, it will reverse I don't know not the English. It will change your life, Sha. If you begin to see the way God sees you, you begin to hear God clearly with accuracy, your testimonies will make this one I'm talking about look like nothing. So rise to your feet. We're going to pray. The word of God works, guys. Open your mouth and begin to pray for yourself. Declare. See I have seen eyes and I have hearing ears
2: I have a heart that understands I'm too big for any challenge I am victorious Nothing is impossible for me In my life anything can happen because I know on whom I have believed. Everything is working together for my good. It's working in my favor. I because I hear clearly. I see me. I sound the way God sees me. I have seen eyes. I have seen eyes. I have seen eyes my vision is enlarged. I have years. I understand the word. I believe the word. I act on the word. I've not moved by challenges. I overcome them. Badosha. Victory is my best right. i have won to win is in my DNA, I can never lose. Hey, Brother hey, Rika sata. Father, we're grateful. Father, we're grateful. Oh, we are grateful. Father, we're grateful. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the word of truth, which is the word of faith. Thank you for revealing our reality to us. Thank you for revealing our true identity to us. Satan is too small. Satan is too small. We have the victory. We have the victory. Father, we're grateful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, my Father. Lord, I ask for God,
1: that over your children, they'll begin to see the way you see. They will hear clearly. And their hearts will begin to understand and begin to believe. In the mighty name of Jesus. Listen, if
2: you receive this word tonight, I want you to shout the word of God works. 100% of the time. I need you to say one more time like you believe it. The word of God works 100% of the time. Now give Jesus a praise.